President Donald Trump gets really personal in some tweets yesterday, and more people are going to the other side that is not standing up for Donald Trump than they have been in the past. We'll talk about that. Meanwhile, ICE is losing ground on its caliphate in Mosul, and in a world where fame outweighs safety and common sense, a woman from Minnesota is charged with fatally shooting her boyfriend in a failed U2 stunt. We'll talk about that and other stories that we had long and really deep conversations with yesterday. Not a lot of stories, but a lot of deep conversations for yesterday. Today is a Daily Recap podcast for June the 30th, 2017. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Jay Cleveland Payne. I am your host for This is Conversations Daily Recap Podcast and the Weekend Wrap-Up, which will come on tomorrow, which you hopefully enjoy. Tomorrow we'll talk about the top 10 stories and the ones that aren't obviously in the top 10 for the full week that we covered. But today we'll go through all the conversations, or the big ones, we could say, that we had all day for our Thursday, the 29th of June. Thank you so much for being a part of what's going on here. And to really get into the works, we need your participation. And it's very simple. Just follow us on social media and interact to the stories as we post them in real time on the day. On Facebook, look for This Is The Conversation. On Twitter, it's TH underscore conversation. And our main website, where all the magic actually happens, is at thisistheconversation.com. Stop by there and see all the great features we have that get you into the conversation and get us the information from you that we could use to talk about better stories. Meanwhile, the good stories you had yesterday uh, include a very good story. We're going to start with this one first because a lot of things were kind of crappy and odd. But at M- uh, MLB, a Major League Baseball umpire, John Tupane, uh, was walking across the Pittsburgh Bridge uh, the day before, Wednesday morning. Uh, and he saw a woman who was kind of gazing over the side of the bridge. And he walked on over to her and um, just kind of asked her um, what was going on, what's what's going, what's happening. And the woman said she just wanted to get a better view of the city from that side of the bridge. And then the umpire locked arms with her and held on to her and said, no, let's go check it out over on this side over here and essentially held on to her, would not let her climb over the rail, would not let her go until police were able to come and intervene. And the really cool part about this thing is he had an assignment to call a Pittsburgh Pirates game that night and went to do, do his job. Uh, so essentially just a guy going down the street doing a good thing. He just happened to be quasi-famous as being a fairly um, fairly visible um, Major League Baseball pitcher. Uh, that was a great story for the day. That was followed, unfortunately, by a not-so-great story that took over everything. This was the biggest story talked about on cable news all night long. And while it was not the most important thing to happen yesterday, it was probably the most important thing in the public discourse on how our leader, our president, the main guy in charge of the free world, if you will, should be behaving, hopefully like an adult, when he didn't. If you haven't heard, then you must be living in Iraq or living with no Internet access because yesterday was a day President Trump sent out a tweet personally attacking the crew at Morning Joe. Now, that's not the big deal. Uh, I'm not, I don't have the tweet in front of me, but what it came down to was it was a tweet saying that he heard that the folks at Morning Joe were talking bad about him which they were. In fact, they talked about him about an hour before the tweet on the fake time um, fake time covers that he has in his resorts that he's not taking down. So he tweeted that, Morning Joe's talking bad about me. I don't care. I don't watch them. They're low-rated. Uh, plus, he put some jabs at uh, low IQ Mika and Psycho Joe. And then he dug in harder. 
uh, he brought up the fact that Mika and Joe, who were, I think, publicly dating at the time, uh, were at his Mar-a-Lago resort at New Year's Eve. And there was some them talk back and forth about how maybe they were too chummy because they were at the resort with Donald Trump. He stated in this tweet, they spent three nights, insisted on hanging out with him. He said no, and also shouted out that Mika was bleeding from the face from a bad um, facelift, which no one even figures out what that means. So Donald Trump spent the day being tortured and hammered and beat down and just, just punctured about why he's essentially a cyber bully, especially when his wife has a cyber bully campaign and everyone who has to stand up for him being his wife, Deputy Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders, and pretty much that was it, stood up to the world by saying, when Donald Trump gets hit, he hits back harder. When Donald Trump gets into a fight, he fights back harder. Although this fight wasn't necessarily picked by anyone, it wasn't directly directly at Donald Trump, and just shows that we can't really teach our young children that this is how adults act, because... This is not how adults act. This is why it just became the over, the overwhelming story for the night for all the cable news stations. Something as dumb as this little tweet uh, took over the fact that part of the, the travel ban went into effect. They're still dealing with the health care bill that's going on and other things. A few great things Donald Trump should be crowing about when the world is crowing about Donald Trump acting like an idiot. So, uh, meanwhile, in the world of TV news, uh, there's more rumor and innuendo going around about CNN and the proposed merger, sooner or later merger, we're assuming, for AT&T and Time Warner. Assuming that the merger goes through, uh, it is thought that AT&T, being the owner of the merger, the big dog taking over the little dog, will probably do something about Jeff Zucker, the man behind CNN. And a lot of the things behind CNN and the gaffes they've had recently recently uh, seen as a liability to the bigger company coming together. Now, Jeff Zucker, very popular coming from NBC as the uh, producer for the Today Show for many, many years, uh, changing the basically the lineup and changing the way things happen. Of course, doing some uh, weird out-of-the-box things over there. Doing the same thing for CNN and changing the landscape and changing the way they present their news and turning it into kind of a uh, all-Trump, all-the-time all ratings juggernaut. Now, there's also the talk back and forth about, you know, the nothing burger or the really no big thing and the expose on how the Trump-Russia thing isn't really a big deal, but is getting ratings, so people keep pushing it. That being kind of the Jeff Zucker sort of playbook. You play up to the ratings, and sometimes the, the news of the day be damned as it will. We'll see what happens with Jeff Zucker, whether this is just all rumor in your window. In most cases, when major mergers come in, uh, you have things uh, people shuffle around anyway because a lot of times you have extra people doing extra things. And there might be some AT&T people that want to put their hands into CNN and change things up, especially since there's a lot of talk about wrapping a lot of the the media they have already altogether in one big thing. We'll see what happens, whether Jeff Zucker is out of a job or if he's just relegated to a black closet where he can't really do for too much. Iraqi forces uh, captured a major mosque in Mosul, and with that, they are claiming a victory over the caliphate of ISIS. Uh, now, that might be a bit premature, might be saying a bit much, a little extra braggadocious, but what they're saying is the stronghold that is Mosul, that is essentially the capital of the caliphate, the Islamic State that is created by ISIL, ISIS, ISIS, however you want to call them, is essentially no more. It's not functioning because with the capture of the major mosque, they've captured the power center of Mosul and the power center of ISIS itself. 
Now, that doesn't necessarily kill ISIS. It's not so much cutting off the head of the snake, but it does cut off some central communications and some central leadership uh, when you think of a a a place. A, a Since the caliphate is essentially a state for the pure Islamic living, if there's no capital, if there's no main point to go to, there's no um, you know Washington, D.C., uh, London, Paris of the caliphate, then who's running the caliphate? Everything else is basically small little territories running itself. So essentially, they're calling it into the caliphate, but of course the ISIS fight battle and, of course, extreme um, Islam battle is nowhere near close to being in. An audit over the Obama phone program, that's the phone that put cell phones in the hands of low-income people so they had access to 911 uh, base and basic services, was riddled with fraud. It was poorly managed, and it was just kind of a waste of money. This coming from a new audit uh, that is, of course, 160 days into the Trump presidency, which is probably looking for more things that Obama did wrong to harp on. This would be a great thing to really harp on, except people spend all day talking about Donald Trump and his tweets. But the Obama phone program and everything now is basically putting the Obama name on it. But it was a low cost program that subsidized cell phones, not necessarily, um, you know, iPhones, but put cell phones in the hands of people who couldn't afford a regular bill. Unfortunately, the audit shows that it was just putting the phones in the hands of anybody who showed up and said, I want a phone, which is essentially what a lot of people were claiming while the program was live and doing very well. Program now not so live, obviously not doing so well. We'll see if it's pulled back, rolled back, and what happens to it. But the whole program, which was supposed to be one of the big things Obama was doing for the people, proved out to be a big, massive waste of money for the general people. Adele confirmed that she may never tour again. Yes, the sweet voice of that soulful singer may never be on stage, at least not on a major tour. She's conf- she's wrapping up a tour right now, but she's been hinting that, you know, she'd like to stay home with her four-year-old son. And apparently that's what things are going to happen. Things are trending towards uh, getting off the stage, you know, still doing some performances, every so often doing a TV thing and maybe a special appearance with someone here or there. But hitting the road for extended periods of time will not be in Adele's planned future. So if you got a ticket, make sure you see that show because it may be a long time coming before she's on the stage for a live performance for the people. This is one that's just so stupid, you can't, you just can't, I almost can't do this one. But a Minnesota couple, or trying to be YouTube famous, uh, went to go for a stunt that you see very often happen in the movies. But remember, movies are not real. And by doing the stunt, the woman fatally shot her boyfriend. The Minnesota woman charged with fatally shooting her boyfriend. The stunt was, uh, was you know, the old standard shooting a book and, uh, w- when, you know, surviving the, the shot, uh, seeing the bullet stuck in the book or whatever. You know, you have all the stories where a person has a book in their pocket and, you know, someone shoots at them and they're saved by, in some cases, like a flask or someone tries to stab them. There's the book and things like that. Something in their pocket gets in the way that, that deflects the bullet or holds the bullet. And in many dramatic fashion, you'll see a fairly thin book with a fairly thick bullet that does not go through. However, paper is not exactly the best shield for firearms. And in this case, the man held up a, a basically a, a big encyclopedia volume, a fairly thick book with shots, not quite point blank, but fairly close by the woman with a, um, a, a handgun. Uh, the bullet did not did not stop because of the paper. 
and the reports are they did it while their three-month-old baby was over to the side because no one was there to watch the baby, so they just did it in between um, just things going on. It was something that apparently the couple had talked about to a few folks. One of the aunts of the man who died basically uh, tried to tell him, no, don't do it. It's really, really stupid. That makes no sense. And they basically asked him why you're doing it. Page views, or video views in this case. They wanted to be famous. There is a cost to fame or sometimes infamy that sometimes get lost in the deposit uh, because people tend to not have common sense. Very sad story. We'll give more details as this one uh, is wrapped into. Greta Van Susteren out of a job at MSNBC. She had done the hat trick, getting the trifecta of working both both CN or both all three big major networks for cable. CNN first, where she got her start doing the OJ trial analysis, which turned into a a regular show on analysis of the law in the news, and then of course a nighttime show followed by Fox News, where she was there for about 14 years, uh, coming there with Roger Ailes as a good friend, leaving in the wake of a bad contract negotiation and not so happy with the way Roger Ailes was being treated, and, of course, going to MSNBC six months ago. She got news while preparing her show on Thursday that Wednesday was her last show. She sent out a tweet, and then MSNBC went into the PR mode to talk about who was taking over the spot. No actual other words sent since um, yesterday's tweet and yesterday's press release on who's taking over the slot. We'll see where Greta is going to next. Who knows? Maybe she'll find her way back to CNN. And Venus Williams uh, was found at fault for a car crash uh, from a few years ago that led to the fatality Led to a fatality, I should say, uh, properly read it, say. A 90-year-old man died in the car, died from injuries suffered in the car crash that Venus Williams was found at fault for. We'll find out more details on how this thing's going to play out as well. But her, but she is now officially at fault for the actual accident. Those were the stories we discussed all day Thursday. Remember, today is Friday, and that means no daily recap wrap-up for tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll have the weekend wrap-up. We'll have the top ten Plus, then, the top ten stories for the week, plus the ones that were pretty important but obviously didn't make it into the top ten. And then we'll have a wrap-up, which won't so much be daily, but it'll be a weekend wrap-up in a sense, the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for the daily recap wrap-up that will come out Monday morning. So we'll do three days uh, because we're expecting a shorter window of um, availability to get any big news stories. But if a big story pops up, trust us, we will get it into the list, and we want to hear you talk about it. To be in all part of the big process it is so simple. It's completely easy. Follow us on social media. It's that simple. TH underscore conversation is us on Twitter and us on Facebook is this is a conversation. Us on the web is this is the conversation dot com. Now follow us on social media or our website and when we see stories come down. Just react to them, share them, reply to them, give comments to the stories, leave comments at the website and we will tally them up and tell you which ones got the most response, which ones you really cared a lot about coming up for the weekend i can tell you so far the one story that got the biggest response for this coming weekend which we'll hear in tomorrow's podcast for the weekend wrap-up is so far ahead of everything else and the sad thing is it turned out to be uh this one may have turned out to be a nothing burger we'll see how that one comes out in your opinion but we'll talk about that uh all day tomorrow in the meantime we want to talk to you about getting in our conversation survey panel it's a great deal for you it's a great deal for us. It's a great deal for other people. It's a win-win-win. We have been contacted by various companies and other private entities, sometimes some political groups, who are looking to get public opinion. 
you are the public. So all we need from you is to fill in a form to tell us who who you are, where you are, and what your interests are, and we will send you surveys to help them out. Now, in the process, if you find a survey in your mail inbox, if you find a link to a survey and you fill it out, we will pay you directly via PayPal, just like that. It's not big money, but it is extra money. And we like to say it's good about getting your opinions in and getting a little cash in the process. It all works out for all of us. It's very simple. Check it out at thisistheconversation.com slash survey panel and apply today. The application is pretty simple. If you put in the application, you're in. If we send you a link to a survey, you got it. If you do the survey, you get paid just like that. So thank you so much for being a part of the full week of podcasts here. Uh, very glad to be able to make this thing happen, launch this project. It's been in a couple of iterations, a couple of different forms, but now it's something that's going very strong, very heavily, and I'm getting a lot of responses from you guys out there in general and other folks in the podcast com- podcasting community. Uh, it's amazing just how... There are so many podcasters out there, and because of that, there's so many podcasts to get into, but the community is all about love and respect, and they want everyone to do as well as possible, even if it takes a couple listeners off of their end uh, to make sure that someone else is getting the, the job done and getting things taken care of. So it's amazing how that works out. Hopefully you can check out a few extra podcasts. We'll get some other podcasters in to talk some stuff in, some, in their interview section very soon. We really want to launch the interview section for the weekend wrap-up podcast very soon. And you'll hear them talk as well. But in the meantime, thank you so much for being on this one. If you like this podcast and you're listening this far, so you must like it, you need to share it with your friends. You need to send us ratings and reviews at iTunes, at Stitcher, at Spreaker, wherever you get your podcast from. And, of course, just be here every single day. Oh, by the way, we will be adding an extra day to the to podcasting. We'll be adding a Sunday edition of podcasting, which will be a commentary, which will be done by me. So you'll get to hear a bit more deeper. That's not grammatically correct, but it will be a bit more deeper insight into how I feel about some of these stories we are covering. Not going to launch it this week, and maybe not quite next week, but as we round out of July and get into the fall and get into the main season, we're going to put in the process where we'll have seven days of podcast including five days of daily podcasts, although one is three days wrapped up, and, of course, the weekend wrap-up and some commentary. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being a part of this. And send us some feedback. Let us know what you think about what we're doing so far. Website, this is conversation.com for this conversation. My website is jclevenpain.net. And send me an email at jclevenpain at gmail.com. Let me know what you think about what's going on here. Check that out as well. Meantime, tomorrow we will wrap up the week and be back on Monday for a daily recap. Oh, it's three days of daily recaps from this conversation. Network.